So, when's Kenny coming back? But Kyle, Kenny died <gasps> 10 years ago. Well, we'll just have to resurrect him. We can use my Waluigi board. Um, don't you mean a Ouija board? Luigi board? No, my Waluigi board. Wah! Okay, so say his name three times backwards, looking into the mirror whilst holding the Waluigi board. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Yannick, Yannick, Yannick. Wah! And that, Mr. Satan, is why you should include Raid Shadow Legends in your plan to take a- Guys, I was busy! Waluigi time! It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii-fi. Kawaii-fi. Kawaii-fi radio. Konnichiwa, and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii-fi radio, the podcast where we dive into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co-hosts, Aaron and Laura. Yeah, we're, we're sans Kenny again yeah. because Kenny yeah. died. I mean, Poor whatever Kenny. we're going to do. I can still hear his voice. I can oh, hear yeah. his ghost, if you will. <laughs> Hi, Kenny. Alive. Welcome well, back. Still, <laughs> Hello, yes, everyone. There, there is the four of us again in the studio. And uh, as, as you can tell from last episode, Kenny was indeed missed. His presence <laughs> is very familiar when we're doing those season previews. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. presence? Halloween? Is this the nightmare before Christmas? Mm. A little bit. <laughs> I thought that was a Christmas movie. Was it? Is it a bit both? Bit of both. Bit of everything. Well, look, um, (laughs) it is October, so that does mean Octoberween is well underway. Um, But we are going to be talking firstly, before we get into this episode's spooky, spooky, scary skeletons, about the shows that have been coming out that we talked about last episode and what we've actually caught. And we want to start off with um, a bit of an eye popper, which is Akadama Drive. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Akadama? Akudama, Akudoma, I'm, I'm not sure. Akademu, 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 Akudama, yeah, But look, um, Akudama Drive is um, pretty much the cyberpunk darling of this season, isn't it? Looks it looks awesome. Oh, it's so it's beautiful. It's a cyberpunk heist film with... Mm. It's, uh, the characters on the show, are you've seen them before. Every mm. single one of these people is... A trope of some manner or form. But not in a bad way. But not, not in a bad, in a bad way. way. Not no, a bad way. it feels somehow refreshing because it's like you've seen each of these characters before, but never in the same place at once. No, mm. which is, is, is fantastic. And let's be honest, like it's definitely embraced that cyberpunk aesthetic. Oh my God. So mm-hmm. Ghost it's, in the Shell. Oh yeah. Go, well, imagine Ghost in the Shell mixed with... Um, a bit of Devil May Cry. Kind <laughs> of Blade Runner. Yeah. And a bit of Duncan Romper in the yeah. character designs. Yeah. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, we're um, throwing a bunch of titles on you there, but uh, trust me, this is it, one thing that it works. It's, uh, it's it's really cool. It's great, sort of just mindless action. Al- also, it. Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis. Yes, because the story yeah. is that um, <laughs> the city is separated from the rest of the world by the Shinkansen train, which appears to glow. It causes the aurora borealis in your kitchen at this time of year. <laughs> yes. That's a meme. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's more, I, I'm very intrigued to watch more to figure out, okay, so it's separated from the rest of, rest of the world. Uh, what does that mean and why exactly? And why? Like, mm. what the hell is going on here? Well, I just want to keep looking out. at it. 
I just mm. like it's so beautiful to mm. look at. The backgrounds are so interesting. The CG is so sparkly and just the lighting is so interesting. The character designs are cool. I'm very into how diverse they are. And that, that's the other thing as well. The CG is actually good. It's yeah. awesome. Because we, ha- we, haven't, we haven't seen much good CG this year. No. And this seems a really good use of it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, l- l- let's not beat around the bush. I'm the one who watched Jubiate. You and did it for no, us. don't yeah. watch Jubiate. You did it so we didn't well, have to. I did it so you don't have to. There are plenty of contenders for the Arafaretta Awards. They definitely are. Including Arafaretta, as always. <laughs> Um, now, Talentless Nanana. This one, we weren't... We, we didn't mention Talentless Nanana in our season preview mm-hmm. because we weren't sure if it was going to be good or bad. I'm still... Jury's still out on that one. Yeah. Pretty much. It's yeah. a confusing case, isn't it? Well, I mean, th- this could go either way, couldn't it? Now, yeah. um, there's really no way to talk about it without... Spoiling it. It's only the first episode, it, so it's, but it's in yeah. the first episode. You learn this. It does have a twist, and that that twist is that everything is not as it seems. This is not a story about these superhero students. It's actually a story about the enemies against humanity, um, yeah. in a way. Um, We've been seeing a lot of anime this like year with twists like that, where like you watch one episode. And then the next episode is completely different. Yeah. Unless Decadence. There's all yeah. this extra other yeah. stuff in the background. It's like just in Japan discovers M. Night Shyamalan. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. I mean, no. kind of. That's like, it's kind of what it feels like. And like, talentless Nana. Nana? Nana? Anyway. I like, it's, it feels like, oh my God, guys, I'm trying <laughs> to give you my opinion. <laughs> Sorry, Lars. <laughs> Mom says it's my turn on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talentless Nana mm-hmm. is it feels like it's just taken My Hero Academia and not even tried to be different about it. Yeah. It's, they've literally got the same characters and the same tropes and they even look the same. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, really, n- really close. Nanao, the male character who's introduced in the first episode, has the exact same color tone to his hair. And he doesn't as have powers. Deku. And the rest of them do. Yeah. Uh, he's well, literally uh, Deku. He doesn't have Inverted powers. Inverted commas, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have powers. powers yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going to eat uh, one of All Might's hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he gets a power. Like, he's, he's pretty much exactly Deku. And then there's a the shoe in for Katsuki. And like, then they, they've stolen Ice Man from X Men. Yeah, I mean, um, like, at the <laughs> same time, like, Ice one Man. could say that um, the tropes in My Hero Academia and various other X Men powers are always the Fire same, repeated ice. over mm. and over again. But this, like, it literally looks exactly like My mm. Hero. And then it just kind of goes down a weird, lol, look at us. Actually, it's kind of flipped on its head. It, it's it a, a, a Gamega Kill? A Gamega Kill, which just was <laughs> violence for violence's sake. If you know what that is, you'll kind of understand where and this kind is coming of from. Super. Cute people being edgy and killing each other off eventually. It's, I don't know, I feel like My Hero Academia and, um, what was the last Marvel film, Endgame? Mm. I feel like those were really the big swan song for those whole superhero genre. So throwing another one on this just feels a bit passe, honestly. Mm. Okay, okay, this is super off topic. But did you guys see the bringing the Spider Man, the three Spider Man back yeah. together? I don't know if that's the three true. Three Spider so many like to make an ultimate Spider Man. We're going to combine them like Voltron, and it's going to be well, like the three Spider Man so, uh, uh, together. Completely off topic, but apparently <laughs> there is a possibility that the upcoming Sony Spider Man film is a Enter the Spider Verse featuring all prior 
Toby Maguire, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, and Tom oh, Holland in cool, one film, cool. which I'm would so be really cool. Um, oh, yeah. Which kind of you know it, it plays into tying in the existing franchises to mm-hmm. the current franchise, which is a good idea from a financial perspective. So yeah, super off topic. But anyway. Yeah, anyway, okay, um, <laughs> let, let's go. Let's keep going with the violence, um, and let's go super violence. violence. This one is not okay for children. Higurashi when they cry. We did mention this yes. in the last episode. It does have quite a high gore factor, so not for family viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as we mentioned, this was one Loz was definitely interested in. Hello. And one that most of us aren't because we're not big on the gore. But I actually ended up sitting down and watching it. I actually really like it. Um, I haven't got to, like, we're two two episodes in I Am. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't got to any of the points where there is meant to be this violence. But damn, the storytelling's incredibly good. It's very interesting. And I really enjoyed the way they did the first episode. It was absolutely copy and paste of the original series which is a good thing i'm very happy they did that mm-hmm. and um they're not really diverging a lot unless you're a, a big higurashi fan and then you will notice a very interesting change that they've done i'm super excited with how they go with the story mm. but in terms of like the camera angles and kind of the the horror psychological fa- factor in terms of how it's uh, inverted commas filmed and how it's like mm. directed um it actually didn't feel as scary as the original it i went didn't. back and watched the original first episode and that felt scarier mm. just in terms of like the close-ups and um kind of the behind the headshots and just other ways that they use shots basically to make things scarier that but they've done a really good job of I building really suspense yeah and you know you know something is unnerving yeah and something is about to happen but it's like when is it going to hit what's going to happen what's going to turn these people against each other and that's what higurashi is very interesting in terms of watching mm. that you're like how do we get from a to b what goes wrong mm-hmm. and so I, I'm, I'm under the impression as well that this is technically a sequel uh, is that right? Am I misunderstanding that? Because I haven't I mean, seen the first one. Okay, well, basically, um, spoilers, so skip ahead like 20 seconds just in case. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to be a wrap-up of everything. Uh, so they're almost cause... tying together everything at once and they're kind of streamlining it. All right, so because so, so, Higurashi really a was a visual novel, Correct. so obviously you've got those different paths that could be yeah. taken and it, then yeah. it's how they address that and share as a story. Yeah, and then so the anime is an adaptation of all of those different paths mm. and then the first one was and then this one I feel like it's going to be a time for everything uh, that's my take based on a few little clues from the new episode mm. that you'd only pick up if you'd seen it before now obviously Kenny Aaron this isn't your cup of tea nope. um, I think <laughs> I saw bits of the first one on a parody show ages ago <laughs> yeah um, yeah we, well let's be honest you and I came across most of it through AMV Hell and we were just like mm. Mm, not gonna watch that it's um, so much <laughs> more than just the mindless violence that's the is. smallest part of the show that's but the spice on top of the cake of evil Sure, pretty much. All right. Spice on cake. An (laughs) evil person. An evil spice on cake. Guys, have you guys not had spiced carrot cake? Oh, actually, that's not. That's inside the cake. That's what happens when you take a carrot cake. Vegetable cake doesn't count as a cake, though. No, no, no. It's what happens when you take a carrot cake and sprinkle chili pepper on it. Well, I mean, look, if we're following the American standard, technically pizza's a vegetable, so... Exactly. What is happening? Yeah. Okay, so this episode ahead, it is October Ween, and that means we need to talk spooky, scary anime. And you can watch in the lead up to Halloween. Now, last year, we did delve into the world of vampires. This time, we're diving into the non-corporeal world. 
the haunting stories, the ghastly tales. Yeah, we're, we're talking ghost anime here. Ooh. And uh, you don't stand a ghost of a chance, Yugi boy. Yugi boy. Can we talk Yugi? Does this mean Yugi? Can I get Yugi? So, Yugi has a no, story no, about. No, no, no. Now ghosts. And, and, uh, and then, then Aaron's mic is now off. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly mute him and before then he, he mentions card Yugi. Games. <laughs> All right. And hey, if you are new to the show, consider hitting that subscribe button and join the Kawaii Fi community. We'd love to have you on board. You can find us across YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcasts. And we'd love to be in your pocket for your next day off. Um, there's still plenty to talk about in this episode, so stay with us as we bring you the latest anime news. Making headlines. Really? Awesome. Anime news. Well, it's time to start having a look at what's been going in the world of anime and manga the past fortnight. Let's start with something that we constantly talk about, and as several of our followers have pointed out on social media, oh, were you guys excited for that? Looper the third, the yes. first. Yes, I am excited for that. <laughs> the Why third, the ask? first? Yeah. The so third. Is he the third or is he the first? So, so he's he's the second. first of the third, but he's so, still so, the third. No, so, this l- is the first. so the, the film is called Lupin the Third. <laughs> The first, and it's a story about a treasure the first Lupin, the first arson Lupin couldn't steal. Okay, so we're Lupin around? We're Lupin around. Okay, Okay, so Lupin the Third, the first, is the first CG film in the Lupin franchise. Stop! (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to act, so we've been waiting for this to come to cinemas. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be screening in film, the film in theatres in the US on October 18 and 21st. Shush. Um, That's tomorrow. That is uh, tomorrow. So that is the Sunday and then midweek for the subtitles. But the big news, because we did mention that those streaming details mm-hmm. last episode, it's now releasing digitally on December fifteen worldwide. That, I love that they're that's doing that. Good, considering a mm. lot of places are still pretty hard locked down, yeah. a lot of pla- people can't yeah. get out to the cinema. So, so streaming we, is better. We we don't know what platforms yet, mm-hmm. um, but I imagine you can expect it to be on all the usual places, like you know, across on Amazon, on Google, on you know, um, pretty much all the platforms. I figure once we know, like we get a more definitive idea of where it's streaming we'll hit it up mm-hmm. as long as i don't have to pay 30 dollars on top of my 30 dollars <laughs> disney plus subscription <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah, yeah then yeah. again i probably would for lupin i wouldn't for i would i would for lupin if i got to own it forever Mulan. but here's the other thing g kids and shout factory have teamed up to release it on home media now it's coming out in ja- on january 12th mm-hmm. there is a steelbook edition it looks really nice with a 16 page booklet with all the character concept art that was Ooh. used to create it i love concept art i love art I love books it. i so, love when um, things come with art books look that, yes. that that's expected to go on sale in the next month cr- through all the various um groups um keep an eye out i believe in australia it's going to be coming out through madman um shout factory directly through in the us and i think in uh the uk it's coming out through what was it um any something? Aniplex? No. No, that's the. No, that's the just that's Wait, yeah, yeah, that's the company. No, um, the, the, there's a there's a company over there, and I can see the logo. It's a red box with an exclamation mark upside down. Um, but we we will get there in the end. Um, so look, that that's we tried. The, that we tried. That's that's the details on Lupin. Now. We mentioned Godzilla anime over a year ago. Godzilla, Godzilla. And we discussed how unlikely it was to see another Godzilla anime, Kenny and I. Because we were like, oh, you know, it doesn't really lend to the anime format because it's about the human struggles and the in anime you can't relate to them necessarily as much as... You know, people in a that, that at least that's the idea. I feel that's like the idea. I feel like certain companies mm. 
could do it, but monster movie animes are, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, we talked about this. Certain companies like Studio Bones. Yeah, Wink. which is Godzilla Singular Point. So this is a new Godzilla anime. We're not sure the extent of the series. Um, it's It could be three films. It could be a 12-episode series. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a 15-episode series of the way things go at the moment because it's going to Netflix mm-hmm. um, in uh, and globally next year. Um, it's being developed by Studio Bones and Studio Orange. And they're collaborating to combine hand-drawn and CG animation Ooh, styles. Red flag. Unusual. Yeah. Red flag. Are they going to do like the entire like human side hand-drawn and then like just Godzilla and CG? That's that kind of the concern, to be honest. That sounds like Gibiate. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, ex- except that Studio Orange is actually good at CG and yeah. uh, the guys behind Gibiate are not. Um, I mean, maybe. It, so might, it might work. The, the arts, the art that's been released so far is a hand-drawn mm. picture of Godzilla and hand-drawn picture of all the cast. Well, However, whether they're the final product, we, yeah. we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So that's a landing in 2021. We suspect mid-year. So keep your eyes open for that. All right. And, of course, my favourite topic to always talk about, the Neon Genesis film. It's been delayed again. No. <laughs> well, uh, te- technically, yes. Um, Neon Genesis 3.0 plus oh 1.0, so the fourth Neon Genesis reboot film, Wait. opens on... No, don't. Um, three, part two, yep. of the third Lupin. Yep, Manchester City 3, less than nil. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, e- it's Evangelion... 3.0 plus 1.0 Dream Drop Distance Chain no, of no, Memories no, no, no. Featuring Dante from Devil featuring May Cry Dante from Devil Plus <laughs> Knuckles And Knuckles And Knuckles No, no, you're close though It's Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time oh my God. Are you sure it's not First Upon a Time? Oh, yeah, okay I'm, right. I'm going to hurt you Kenny. Kenny, you are going to my thing Kenny, you're going to be a ghost By the end of this episode oh, You don't yeah, stand a ghost of a chance um, We're going to keep making that joke Just like Yu-Gi-Oh did um, so the film was originally delayed in June. It was meant well. It was meant to air in I mean, June. I feel like it was delayed from years ago. Well, I mean, if you remember the original Neon Genesis timeline, we were meant to have all four films by 2012. Wow, it's so, not 2012, guys. Yeah. actually, it's real far after 2012. Yeah. Although we are expecting experiencing the world ending again, so it might be 2012. Well, I mean, I did make this joke <laughs> on social media, but I still think the odds of seeing the third impact before we see the fourth Neon Genesis film is highly likely. December's empty oh as, as I hear, so you know we. No, no, yeah, that's, that's uh, when we get giant Krampus. Oh, that's true. Um, but look, this is opening now on January twenty third in Japan. There is now a new teaser trailer, which does suggest that it is definitely actually almost done. Yeah, and like that's really soon. So I'd like to think if they're dropping an mm-hmm. actual teaser trailer, that that maybe there actually is a movie that's done. I yeah. don't know. I got a trailer for June, and now that's been pushed back from November <laughs> to October. Look, there was a trailer for Bayonetta three way, way mm-hmm. like what five, six years ago, and I haven't heard anything well, since. Well, so. I mean, yeah. t- to be honest, Neon Genesis four had a trailer at the end of Neon Genesis 3 yeah. and that was seven years ago yeah. so, so you look, know it might get cyberpunk yeah. pushed back it, but it we're excited for it back. don't remind me of alright but look um, the, the good news is as we said it, it has been delayed the teaser debuted before the opening on Friday of the Demon Slayer film in Japanese oh, I'm so cinemas so excited for that so that, that's coming soon as well are um, we which doing that? we will definitely be doing oh, that hell yeah we're definitely doing that um, but look that, that that's kind of the big topic we want to talk about unless there's anything I've missed I could be wrong um, um, can we talk about we discovered that we found the scroll of truth 
Oh yeah, we found <laughs> the scroll <laughs> of uh, truth. This is very truth? important. So last oh. week um, we were talking about a certain animation studio that we didn't know what the name was. We had sort of conflicting ideas. Yeah. Okay. Now this is because they've crammed all the letters into a single one, but it's and it's all lowercase. Uh huh. Letters are U F O T A B L E. Oh my god. Okay, I know what you are saying. Okay. No. See, that's what that's what Kyle thought it was. So I thought it was U F O table. Sarah and I thought it was ufotable. Yep. I it, always read it as ufotable. It's neither. Until someone said UFO table. And if you don't know what we're talking about, this is the really big studio. Um, they've done most of the Fate Stay they do Night. Fate. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done mm-hmm. beautiful, incredible things. They also did Demon Slayer. Yes, they did. Um, yeah. so that's, which was which was why. So this kind of tying into so that. It, always, it reads as literally UFO and the word table. And I always thought it was what you said, Aaron. No. Oh. And what is it actually? Drum roll. Youth or table. Yes. Youth or table. Yep. UFO table. And it's like, Oh. The youth oh. of table. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well. Cool. Or, None of us or, guessed this. Or you <laughs> for the table. I mean... <laughs> no, no, no. Me third table. Oh. Oh, God. Last Teddy. one. Oh. Teddy. Leave the jokes to the comedian. I'm, done. I'm, done. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Evangelion 3.4. Cool. We watch anime to not do maths. Why are they making us do maths? Okay, well, look. Let, let's, let's get onto the headlines. Here's what's been making the news this week. Well, we're starting with some bad news for anime fans in LA. The 2020 Los Angeles Comic-Con event has been cancelled and rescheduled to September 2021. The convention was originally meant to take place from December 11th to 13th, but has been cancelled due to restrictions on events in the coming months. As we've seen with most festivals, ticket holders can get a refund or roll their pass over to next year's event. Fans of the 1998 anime film Spriggan will be excited to know a new anime series is in the works at David Productions. The series will adapt Takashige Hiroshi and Minagawa Ryoji's manga series from 1989, with the series debuting worldwide on Netflix in 2021. Along with Spriggan, several other manga are receiving adaptations. Laid-back Isekai Manga, I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level, will receive an anime in spring 2021, with studio Revo Root in charge of the production. Award-winning manga series Makanai in the Maiko Lodge is also getting an anime adaptation in 2021, but strangely, it will be launching in February on NHK World. Science comedy series Science Fell in Love So I Tried to Prove It has revealed it will be receiving a second season, with the anime previously airing its first season in January 2021 on Crunchyroll, and upcoming Cloverworks original series Wonder Egg Priority has announced the series will premiere in January 2021. What it's about, we don't know yet, but the artwork is phenomenal. Funimation has announced Salt Lily Bouquet will now be releasing on Fridays due to delays in the series being delivered to the streaming platform for the past two episodes. The series was originally delayed to October due to the pandemic, and it seems the production team are having issues with providing the series in time for a simulcast schedule. Also on Funimation, viewers in the UK and Ireland are now able to stream both Clannard and Clannard After Story on the service. Over on the silver screen, the Demon Slayer film will be heading to North American theatres through an agreement with Funimation and Anaplex of America in early 2021. This means we'll likely see similar screenings in areas Funimation has a presence around the same time around the world. Both upcoming Fate franchise films have received updates this week, with the third Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel film heading to US cinemas on November 18th through Anaplex, and the first Fate Grand Order movie is heading to Japanese cinemas on December 5th. 
Heading to the bookshelves, with Itagaki Paru's Beastars coming to an end, there's a new mini-project on the horizon for fans of the franchise. Beast Complex, dubbed as the origin of Beastars, will return for a new manga mini-series in January 2021, giving readers a wider look into the world of Rigoshi and his classmates live in. And both the promised Netherland and Demon Slayer bonus chapters have received an English release thanks to Viz Media and Manga Plus. The two bonus one-shot mangas were released at the start of the month and can now be read on Viz's Shonen Jump app and Shueisha's Manga Plus service as of this weekend. And finally, in dub news, this year's Renaissance art tale, Arte, is getting the dub treatment at Funimation, with the series releasing on the platform each Sunday going forward. And that's your anime news for the week ending October 18th, 2020. Anime history. Yes, it is time for an anime history segment as part of our ongoing Halloween quest to scare people. Um, We failed. We failed. Straight up, we failed. We Um, failed history? We failed. No. It's okay. So, look, we, we set ourselves. A very specific challenge, and that was to find ghost anime that are not yokai centric. It's almost impossible. Very yeah, tricky. I mean, very tricky. I figure this comes down to the whole cultural divide between, mm. j- like, Japan folklore and, you know, your sort of the Western centric. Well, because the, the Western idea of ghosts is not very common in anime. I mean, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anime that has been including spirits in its storytelling pretty much since it started Basically. as a medium. And this meant that we had to rule out Yu Yu Hakusho, Toilet Bound Hanako-san, Spirited Away, Reikan, that same as Book of Friends, Mushishi, because Blue they Exorcist, are... Noragami, Monoke, Young Spirit Master, the list goes on. They're sort of connected, but also not. Mm. I think, really, when you, when you come down to it, I think the main difference between the Japanese yokai stories versus, like, the Western kind of ghost stories is that all of the yokai stories, like, they're never really it's not really ever a bad thing that there's like a ghost yeah, yeah, around yeah. or like that, that yokai is there because of something happened to them or something like that as well. And it's, I mean, granted you'll get some different. evil yokai, but yeah, like they've got reason to be there. Whereas like the Western idea of like, Oh, a ghost is haunting someone. It's like, it's a negative thing. But mm. in the, like in Japan folklore in Japanese folklore, it's like, Oh, there's a ghost. It's here because it's here because it's yeah. a yokai or it's been wronged in its life or something. It's Th- not a bad thing. That actually brings us to the first true ghost anime Ooh. and it's name is is Gegege no Kataru. Yay! Now, this is an a- anime which aired in the winter of 1968. Mm. Wow. Um, it ran <laughs> for 65 episodes into the spring 69, and it's adapted from a manga which ran from 1965 to 1986. This was written by Shigeru Mura. Well, I mean, that's his pen name. His actual name is Shigeru Mizuki. Now, he is considered the father of yokai. Um, this is now that the reason we say we can't use yokai, this is a little different. This series was immensely popular and along with its many subsequent different series, more than 10, Mm -hmm. um, it's made him a household name. Um, he's from Saikamonato. That's Mizuki's childhood home. And he has a street dedicated to the ghosts and monsters that appear in his stories. You might've heard of this before. If you've been looking at places to visit in Japan. So there's a hundred bronze statues all along this street. I have stories, characters, um, line and both sides of the work. And there's also a museum at the end, which features his creations. So cool. So why are we talking about Yoko? when we said we're not talking about Yoko, because the main character, Kitoro is a young ghost. 
Mm-hmm. He is a boy oh. who has passed away. He's not a yokai. He is actually a ghost. And he spends his afterlife helping humans in need of his skills. He thwarts the plans of evil spirits who live to torment humanity. He also finds Dracula in the Chinese Yasha. What? So, um, he's Casper. He's a good ghost. Yeah. And I think that, like, yeah, most of ghosts from there onwards, they're all generally, like... They're kind of just around. Like, uh, there's yeah. a few series that I've seen where the ghost is is featured as a main character, and they're never really bad. And yeah. I've got a few that I'll mention that are when I was coming across. What should I actually do? And I was looking at Gege no Kitaro because mm-hmm. they did a remake recently as yes, well. Yes, they did. There, there has been I think six different anime adaptations of mm-hmm. it. There's about. 15 different mangas then there's a spin-off one which is the more there's a darker version which uh, is called Kitaru no something um, without the Gegege and it's mm-hmm. like the more mature version of it um, but this this series is pretty much the first true ghost anime and while it is still technically PG it doesn't go too much into the, uh, the horror side right? no. so w- w- which is interesting and that's something we're finding the yokai series tend to be more willing to go into the dark and haunting horror sides mm-hmm. whereas if it's a primarily a ghost character not so much they mm. kind of have a more friendly focus and mm. as you said Loz I think that could be the Casper effect mm. it's also it's a very different view of death as well mm-hmm. like uh, our western kind of general ghost stories horror films it's always like it's the worst yeah. you know you don't want to be a ghost you don't want to haunt someone um, kind of supernatural-esque um, but then all of these kind of friendly helpful ghosts of people that are still clinging to life in some way it's very wholesome in a yeah. weird way mm. yeah when I started looking into like a uh, uh, it's like just trying to find ghost as a key word mm-hmm. in anime. I came up with very few results. And like, as far as like your big kind of scary, spooky, Halloween-esque ghost stories, like kind of yeah, yeah. the horror that you want to actually watch, I found like one major contender, uh, Corpse Party. Yeah. It's kind of a popular And we, and we, and we can't go there because that's R-rated. Exactly. And it's mm. um, and it's basically... It's slash- it's, mainly, so yeah, it's are. kind of like supernatural saw the anime. Yeah, but the, the reason I wanted to talk about Gekage no Kitaru is because of this amazing review written on Mal by Mystic Nova. Oh, oh. I do love a good Mal review. Is it wait? Is, is that an unironic love or is it an actual love? Is an actual love. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Let's go. Fantastic spelling. This pretty dope. It got <laughs> spooks and whatnot. It's got a kid beating up them spooky ghosts. I asked if it He'd be using his sandals to beat them ghosts with. <laughs> them goals. He got the power of God to beat the demons with his spooky sandals. He lays the smackdown on the zombies and the Zionists. He destroys evil with his fist and whatnot. He a real man. He a powerhouse. He is love. Just a good show. He'd one of the baddest mutters on the spooky planet. Oh he like God. a bowling ball made out of concrete. He like the Ghostbusters, but he more powerful because he not take them ghosts and he wipe them butt with them. I asked you if you're being serious. <laughs> like, hey, are you being serious about this good Mal review? I'd love it is to a hear good it. Mal review. I want this guy uh. to make a YouTube channel. I want him to make a YouTube Mystic Nova. If I, I'm very unlikely, you are one of our listeners, but if you are, <laughs> well done, mate. Isn't there like a Doom Guy thing like yeah. similar to that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, just quickly, Gegege, isn't that the onomatopoia for like? A ghost laugh. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It's got a really nice catch to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of cutesy. And as um, Kyle was saying, like 
he helps people. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's helping humans and with them sandals. <laughs> sandals. With them sandals. Is that is that actually how he fights ghosts? I, I think because it, it, that is like a traditional Japanese comedy thing, like similar to like dropping the bedpan on people's heads. Take your sandals off. Let's throwing the sandals and throwing them at people is a joke thing too. And I think especially during the sixties when he was writing this, that was a very common yep. comedy trope. It's your grandma takes your sandals off and throws <laughs> yeah, them at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. That sounds great. Okay, we only need to go watch this show and then we'll come back. Okay, we and go. <laughs> um, now, um, we, we well, I, I wish we had time to do that. Mm, same. Let, let's talk about some of the more ghost animes before we get on to one that Kenny's done a deep dive for us because it's freaking phenomenal. Oh, it's a um, great story. We, I want to talk about Ghost Hunt. Now, Ghost Hunt oh, was a 2006 hmm. series. Um, this is sitting on a 7.8 on Mal at the moment, 25 episodes. And at first I was like, I don't know if this is all yokai, but it's not. It's definitely more of like the Ghostbuster, Ghost Hunter style show. So while at a school, uh, Tamiyama Mai and her friends like to exchange ghost stories. Apparently there's an abandoned school building on the campus and that's the centre of many of these ghost stories. Classic. Are there always abandoned school buildings? Well, we are going to be doing uh, an episode on the, you know, the myth of the seven school mysteries. The seven Mm. mysteries of the school. Someone school, in the yeah. girls' bathroom. I mean, there's got to be a missing me. stair. There's got to be thousands of high schools across Japan. Are they? Do yep. they all have a haunted abandoned building? Obviously, they, it's like it, does that go onto the blueprints of constructing a building? Okay, we're building the gym over here, and we're gonna have a haunted, unused hall over here. Why? Cars. Everyone has one. <laughs> well, essentially, someone interrupts them while they're having a chat about their ghost stories, and this person turns out to be Shibuya Kazuya, a 17-year-old who is president of the Shibuya Psychic Research Company, and he was called by the principal to investigate said haunted area. Um, so the next day, on the way to school, Mai passes the school building in question and examines a strange camera she spotted inside, gets uh, surprised, unknowingly interferes with the investigation, breaks the camera and injures the uh, the assistant <laughs> as she is now forced to um, work for the agency and um, they begin to learn about the paranormal world and go ghost hunting. I remember watching this years ago. Like, wait, when did it come out? 2006. 2006, mm. yeah. I probably watched so, it maybe about 10 years ago though, yeah. so I still, um, still didn't watch it when it just came out its animation quality was great for its time it is actually yeah. really good and i did enjoy it the only thing i didn't like and is that it just kind of finishes yeah it really needed either a sequel or just like three more episodes just to kind of tie it up also there was the cute romance plot as well mm-hmm. and Kazia is quite cute and etc so a little but... rushed then or uh no like it like there was little mini arcs about the different ghosts that they were investigating and it was it was a really pretty good solid anime like mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it i enjoyed watching it the characters were pretty good the it was refreshing to see that kind of like pretty much supernatural as in like uh winchester's yeah. supernatural kind of style show in anime it was kind of cool to see that but yeah. it did just they finished the case and it was like well that's the end of the series bye now I'm yep. like oh no um, wait <laughs> th- this uh, suffered from the all too familiar fate that we had happened with mm. many anime in the early 2000s like full metal alchemist mm. and helsing where the co- they caught up to the manga yeah. And they just didn't have enough. We're That's talking about another series that does that again later. Yeah, we are. Um, so, look, the Ghost ghost Hunt was pretty good. But that, let's go from the paranormal to the pararomantic. Um, Natsuyuki Rendezvous. I love this show. Yeah, now this has a mail rating of 7.29. Uh, 2012, it came out, 11 episodes. Ryosuke Hazuki is a young man whose heart has been stolen away 
stopping by the local floral shop daily in order to catch a glimpse of the beautiful Roka Shimao, the shop's owner. In hopes of getting close to her, he decides to get a part-time job at the shop, but before he's able to make his move, he runs into a major roadblock. In her apartment dwells a ghost, her deceased husband. Ooh. Crikey. So, uh, he at, at Sushi Shimao has been quietly watching over his widowed wife ever since he passed three years ago. However, Hazuki is the first person to ever see him, and the two quickly find themselves at odds. Jealousy then shoes, and uh, obviously Shimao attempts to thwart the advances of our main character, Hazuki. Hazuki simply wants the ghost to pass on for good, allowing Roka to move on herself. So both men refuse to let go of their desires, and an unusual relationship forms between a troubled woman, an unrelenting ghost, and a stubborn man in love. I loved this show. I watched it when it first came out, so I was watching it week to week. And it's just a really interesting look at kind of loss as well. It so um, the husband's still very much just attached to obviously his wife. He still loves her, mm. and he can't he can't let go. He doesn't want to move on. And it's it's a very sweet show, but it does it does hit you right in those feels. It's beautiful. It's also it beautifully is. animated. And th- that's something we found a lot with a lot of these ghost animes. It's lot. Um, it's not about haunting. No. It's about grief. Yes, absolutely. Most, most animes which feature a, a character in as part of the main roster who's a ghost is typically about grief, moving on, letting go, and, you know, essentially, you know, the whole, you know, the five stages of death, the mm-hmm. denial, the grief, and so on. Suppose, yeah. And acceptance. So it, it, there's that very similar theme across a lot of these stories wherever there is um, a ghost, which is one of the main characters. Um yeah. So it pretty much we ended up with starting this episode being like, let's be spooky, ghosts, woo, and then we end up being like, okay, well, You're gonna cry. all of the ghost <laughs> stories we have pretty much are all sad. So let's cry well, instead. Well, unless, unless, no, <laughs> no, some of them are fun. So, are so, oh yeah, we've so, so, got so, some fun. Oh no, 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 these are all great shows. Um, we wouldn't recommend them otherwise. Before we do get onto a genuinely spooky one, we're going to talk about Dusk Maiden of Amnesia. Now, this came out in 2012 as well, uh, 7.87 on Mao, so it's the highest rated out of all the ones we're talking about um, in this segment, at least. Um, this is, once again, set in a school, mm. Secu Private Academy, built on the intrigue of traditional occult myths. It mm. bears a dark past. 60 year, for 60 years, it's been haunted by a ghost known as Yuko, a young woman who mysteriously died in the basement of the old school building. With no memory of her life or death, Yuko discreetly finds and heads the paranormal investigations club in search <laughs> of the answers classic club so a chance meeting leads yuko to cling to a diligent freshman called taichi nia who can see the quirky ghost they quickly grow close and he decides to help her this is essentially a ghost story where they're looking for the murderer and the ghost is a troll <laughs> and she's teasing him the entire time it's great it does actually um end up kind of uh, really developing the story as well. Mm-hmm. But um, something I did want to mention about Dust Maiden is the first episode is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're just kind of interested in kind of a like ghost, it's quite it's very much a romance mm-hmm. as well. Um, bit of romance, a little bit of drama, mainly comedy. Watch the first episode because it's really well made. Um, mm. If you're going to watch it, I mean, don't yeah, skip ahead a little bit. But um, for those who are just intrigued, it's basically you see everything... 
uh, you see the first part of the episode is without seeing the ghost is there mm-hmm. and kind of little funny things are happening and the doors falling open and like things are falling off the table or whatever and then the second half of the episode is exactly the same scenes but the, you can <gasps> see the ghost which oh. was done like um, the my cat. roommate, my is, roommate a cat. is a cat yeah. where it yeah. shows so, the twin yeah, perspectives the two different perspectives and I really enjoyed that um, I, I liked the series it did kind of fall off at the end I yeah. feel um and the romance kind of got a bit weird because, you know, that's the thing with Natsuki, Natsuki Rendezvous is you can't actually love a ghost. Yeah. Um, but well, they mean, do that can, in this and they do... You can try. They do. They try. <laughs> Boy, howdy, do they try. Um, so, yeah, I like Dust Maiden, but I don't think it should be the highest rated out of these ones. Yeah. yeah. But, which, it, but it was fun. It's probably the um, It also delves into those infamous seven mysteries of the school Classic. as well, which uh. all, all, most of these school ones do. So, look, let, let's... Um, Let's jump onto something that is definitely not rated for families. This is definitely in a more adult series due to the violence factor. It's called Another. Uh. Guess what? Also came out in 2012. Um, did it? So we got another one? Really? I feel like it shouldn't have come out in 2014. That doesn't feel Do right. Do I even need to say it? That, no, that, that no, doesn't no. feel right. Surely another didn't come out in 2012. I'm pretty sure it did, actually. It, do- it couldn't be eight years old. Shh. I, am I that old? Yes, mm-hmm. we're old, sweet. We we're are, old? We are Kyle, old. there's always another anime every year. No! <laughs> there it is. There it is, everyone. Oh, the pun. The puns you, keep coming. You want me to do another third joke? Uh, no. Google no. says 2012. Um, oh, okay, well, look. Um, uh, an- another, This. this is... You don't With, sound without, enthusiastic, Loz. <laughs> Loz is not enthusiastic on another, and I understand why. Uh, look, okay. Another is um, kind of like what we were talking about before with um, oh, Talentless, Talentless Nana. Nana. Now, this is... Actually, Talentless Nana would have done well in 2012. It would because have. Because people, oh, really, yeah. people really liked Another, but also it got hated on a lot as well. Yeah. And I'm probably in the second camp because it is just kind of very, uh, very like emo, very edgy yeah. kind of violence for violence sake. And they're all cute girls, but they keep dying. And, but in a different way to Higurashi, which is more mm. like psychological and yeah. explores very different topics. Whereas another was just like people keep dying in the school. A- another kind of was um, a very base level story. Like there wasn't yeah. any, th- 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 like while there was an underlying story beneath it all, you didn't have to dig too deep for it. It wasn't, it didn't require you to think. I think it's probably the easiest way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, it's a really good, you know, I tell you what, it is a very good entry level yeah. kind of horror anime, which is why it's funny that it's called another. And I think yeah. it is because it's just it's just another, it's just another <laughs> horror anime. Horror but it's actually, you know what, it's fine. It kind of feels like school days, but with ghosts and just kind of. Well, l- l- let's be honest. It's, it's school days, but with decent characters. That's also fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not bad. It's just kind of it's yeah. fine. It's so look, fine. it's it's twelve episodes. There is an OVA, but the OVA is like a prequel to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't heard of another, it's set in a school. Of course. So it is. in 1972, a popular student in the Yomiyama North Middle School's class three three named Misaki passed away during the school year. Since then, the town of Yomiyama has been surrounded by a fearful atmosphere from the dark secrets hidden deep within. 26 years later, 15-year-old Koichi Sakabira transfers into class 3-3 at the school and soon discovers, after discovers, that a strange gloomy mood seems to hang over all the students. He also finds himself drawn to the mysterious eyepatch-wearing student, Mei Misika. Not Ray, Mei. 
So, you know, why not? Um, however, the rest of the class and the teachers seem to treat her like she doesn't exist. Pay no heed to warnings from everyone, including May herself. Koichi begins to get closer not only to her, but also to the truth behind the gruesome phenomenon plaguing class 3-3 of Yomiyama North. See, my whole thing about it was I enjoyed watching it because I was trying to solve the mystery. Yeah. I, That's always fun, though. That's the best part about mystery series, though. Uh, you were trying, trying to solve, solve it for another one bit the dust? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually... Good. It was good. <laughs> it was really good, and that's why. Um, but look, it's it's one of those series which does have a high violence factor, and you do have to be wary of it when when going in. Yeah. Um, it is look if if you not if you're not squeamish by a bit of violence, a little bit of gore, not like you know over the top, and you're interested in getting into horror anime, this is a good starting. This point. would be a good entry level, yeah. Um, if, if you can handle someone falling down the stairs and impaling themselves on their own umbrella, then that's fine. You're in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Aaron's out. Aaron's I'm out. out. <laughs> I'm out. See you guys. <laughs> the, the worst thing is I discovered, uh, like many horror anime, me and Kenny discovered another because of AMV Hell. And someone <laughs> put um, the Family Guy scene over that where, you know, ah, ah, ah. You know, I'm not going to call an ambulance or you won't learn anything. That's pretty, look, and like I like I remember watch. I remember seeing that scene from another and just kind of laughing because it was just so over the top. Over the top. And like ridiculous the lighting was red and it was just so overplayed. Yeah. But again, it was still... It was, I feel like that was a callback to Psycho myself. Yeah, look, I feel it was, like yeah. that it was, was good. you know. There, there, there are elements of it which work well in that regard. Um, okay, now that brings us to the last one we want to talk about, which is called Kaidan Restaurant. Now, a lot of people might not have heard of this one because no. it's actually aimed at kids. Hmm. Huh. Kaidan Restaurant is a TV series which is based on a picture book. Aww. And each episode consists of three stories or dishes. The appetizer, the uh, main course, and the dessert. Now, the first two dishes deal with an ordinary sixth grade schoolgirl named Aka Ozara and the bizarre occurrences that befall her classmates. So it's set with these sixth grade students. Obviously, because it's that, it's you know a lot lighter, a lot more family oriented. The third dish is a standalone ghost story told by Aka and her friends about a real ghost story from the world. So they've taken ghost stories from all across the world that have been told and shared and turned them into an anime as the oh. third part of each episode. But it's directed at children. So it is directed at children. So, so they, you're not going to get like the equivalent of a Jack the Ripper retelling sort of thing. You know, um, it's they won't go to that level of detail. Hmm. They'll focus on like, you know, just how it was told. Someone ran out of the house or, you know, someone hmm. was haunted in a school or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they do it in obviously the, the way that's accessible to kids to introduce them to supernatural in a non-threatening way so that they're aware that these things are a thing and yeah um that yeah, came so out when, when they yeah. grow up and supernatural occurrences actually happen to them they'll be fine we're like, it's <laughs> they're, a friendly they're, they're, just prepping, they're just prepping yeah. for high school they're all high schools grade. have a haunted building they're, they're gonna have to get used to the haunted building and the missing stair and the seventh special things in the, in the <laughs> school. kid so. throwing sandals at the ghosts. Yep. <laughs> kid throwing sandals. So, so look, um, th this came out in 2009. It's 23 episodes. Obviously, this, as I said, is primarily aimed at kids. We're not, like, as adults, we're probably not going to get a lot out of it, but for any for any of you listeners who have kids, this would be a good one to show them because it also does have a dub, to my knowledge. I'm not sure yeah. where it is. You might have to actually buy the DVDs physically, mm. um, but it, it's on a 7.2 on Mal. 
And that that's quite good considering that this is a kids show. Most kids shows sit around the four or five mark. Yeah, and so. like if if a kids show is getting reviewed well on my anime list, it's probably only been watched by people who actually like it. Mm-hmm. So it's unlikely that people who are just casual anime fans or people that watch everything every season have have sat down and watched it because they're not going to watch the kids shows. No. Yeah, they're going to watch things that actually are the big names of the season. Yeah. So it must be the people who actually paying attention to it. So that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. So this brings us to a last couple of things on the list that we need to talk about. Um, just quickly in passing. So these are some other shows which have ghosts in them but are not necessarily ghost series, if that makes sense. Uh, Nanana's Buried Treasure that came out uh, about three years ago. Yeah, that was a more you, than you and I were watching Way it, more Kenny. than that. You're again. Way more than that. Yes. Well, Kenny and I tried to watch it. We got to the third episode and went, what in that? Um, but Nanana is the main character, uh, one of the main characters in it, and she is a ghost. It, just, it was just very tonally inconsistent. Yeah. Um, then there's also the manga Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs. Um, bit of an adult warning for it. It's not, um, you know, perverse, <laughs> but it is not for kids um, because no, it's, it's a hot spring series. It's a but it's really no. cute. So it's basically <laughs> a, a guy by, uh, ends up owning a hot springs and Yuna is the ghost who haunts one of the rooms. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the relationship between them with him obviously preventing more occult things coming to the hot springs and her going, oh, but I want them to come and bathe here like in Spirited Away. And he's just um, like, no way, and rips off his sandals to attack them. Yeah. <laughs> well, more like she rips off her clothes. It's, I mean, it, uh, etchy scenes ensure. It's, it, yeah. it's an etchy show. He rips off her sandals. Yeah, yeah. Plenty exactly. of steam. And of course, steam. we, as Aaron mentioned, we cannot talk about ghosts can, actually, without easily. talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and okay. Yami Yugi. So Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I forgot my dual disc today. Can I just go grab it real quick? No, no. we don't have time. <laughs> so Yu-Gi-Oh! is about like this 3,000-year-old pharaoh spirit trapped in the Millennium Puzzle. Like season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> you were going to say he was trapped in a millennial. <laughs> I mean, kind of, that's basically what time. it is. Yes, he's trapped inside um, this small millennial boy. Season zero is completely different to what we got over here in the West for season one. Where, like, well, because we got the four kids version, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one See, with the green-haired Kaiba? Yes. Yeah. I've yeah. seen... Season zero is like really intense. Like, there's a yeah, scene where a guy sets himself on fire. Yeah. What yeah. the heck? So, yeah, you, as a card game, not game. for kids anymore, it seems. Well, it, it wasn't card games. That was before they had the Yu Gi Oh card game. Oh. Team. It's the original game. Yeah. Oh, where the wow. Pharaoh would play shadow games with people. Oh. Where it was just different things. Like, there was one where he and another kid were hanging from a school roof and playing with card games. Like, a, like a 52 card game. Deck, like, yeah, like, like a normal traditional. normal traditional card deck. And then yeah. depending on what card they flipped was how many steps up they went, and then the other person went down that many steps. Oh. So, so, it's, yeah, like so it definitely has a lot darker tone. Absolutely. A much darker tone. What like the it was hell life is or death. Season Zero? Season Zero is amazing, and I highly recommend it, it if you want like, so that d- darker So did Season twist. Zero come out first in Japan and was never released to the West? Exactly. Until uh-huh. a lot later. There mm. was even like a whole D&D thing mm. where Yami Bakura, because like, they still had the same characters... Well, most of them, except they were just not playing card games. They were just and like all their spirits got infused into their D and D characters, and they had to go through like this whole thing, and their souls were trapped. Yu Gi Oh goes places, and then there's like in the manga as well. There's this whole section where it shows you when they're actually in Egypt, when they're playing, uh, when they're playing the original Shadow games, when they're actually their original people that they've reincarnated from. Yes. I can't remember. It's I'm been a long sure time. That was like uh, part five of the original. Basically, mm-hmm. Yu Gi Oh. 
more than card games? Way more Who than knew? card games. More than card games on motorcycles? More, I mean... <laughs> but the merchandise made the money, so... Yeah. Yep. Gotta cash out. Okay, so um, that's kind of our, our dive into the history of ghost-style anime. And as we said, unsurpri- uh, surprisingly to us, and maybe unsurprisingly for avid ghost fans, uh, not a lot of horror or spooky-based ghost series. Ooh. Yeah, we were not expecting that. No. But um, we've got two more um, ghost stories to tell you about, and we'll be right back with the first one after this. Don't go anywhere. Wi-Fi Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Yes, it is time to get stuck into the back catalogue and the first show off the bat is a wonderful one. It is once again all about grief. It is about sadness. It's many tales of wonderful loveliness. And I'm actually really surprised I didn't actually watch this until this week. Honestly, same. Like, it's wow. Wow. Mm. So we're talking about Anohana, and I believe Loz is our expert. She is the expert on this one. Um, And damn, it's good. It is beautiful. And hey, it's me. I like watching things that make me cry. Who knew? So from the laws that bought you Natsume's Book of Friends, I'm here to show you Anohana, the flower we saw that day. Or also known as we still don't know the name of the flower we saw that day. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't make sense until the final episode, but it does eventually. Mm. Fate, granddaughter of the mysterious flower. (laughs) Fate is about ghosts. So (laughs) It is technically. Oh, fate is technically about ghosts. We are playing in the Anohana space and we will not talk about anything else. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> All right. So th- 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 this came out in April 2011. Is that right? Uh, March 2011. March 2011. Oh, no. That's well, the, April that's the novel. Yeah, yeah. A- yeah, April season. So yeah. He- here's the thing. This is on an 8.45 on Mal. I thoroughly think it over 600,000 reviews. Yeah, I gave it a nine personally. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's definitely, you know, even you know, almost a decade later, it's had that staying power. Absolutely. Um, before I tell you a bit about Anohana, I just want to talk about things that I like in series generally. And I don't really care what genre it is. Mm. If it has fleshed out interesting characters that yep. go through some sort of growth, it can be they can get worse as people, they can get better as people. I don't care. As long as they change from A to B, I'm happy. Mm. I want a conclusion. I want a nice progression in story. And I want a nice little neat bow in the end that hopefully doesn't take too many side quests along the way. Yeah. And Anohana is just a perfectly written series from through the entire series of episodes. It's what, 11, 12 episodes. Mm. And it's just paced beautifully. I It just feels, mm. flows so lovely. All the characters go through growth. And you, for such a short series, you learn a lot about this quite a large cast of characters and you get the flashbacks you get all about their lives and then does tie in a neat little bow and i think that's something that particularly these days we don't get very often we really don't and i really kind of hesitate sometimes to be like hey you should watch this show it's great i was watching i know i just said we were just talking about anohana but i was Mm. watching hunter hunter again (laughs) because i started rewatching that and that's a hundred and what 41 episodes. Something ridiculous. But That's this one, hard to recommend. This one you can crack out in an afternoon. Yeah. And indeed, I think we all It's like a movie did. and yeah. a half in terms of length. Yeah, like it's, two a, it's, so it's, a, it's 11 episodes. Yeah. Um, produced by A1 Pictures. It's an original anime. Yes, it is. So th- this was um, created. There's, a, there's actually this really um, cool little story about that. So um, I was like, oh, this has got a connection with the recent film Her Blue Sky. 
um, which we've mentioned a few times in passing. We haven't watched it because it hasn't come out over here oh, yet. Oh, that's why mm. I didn't know it. Cool. Um, <laughs> that was created by director Nagai Tatsuyuki, character designer Masayoshi Tanaka, and writer Okada Mari, who is a Woo! prolific writer. Same three people who created this. Same three people who also created the Anthem of the Heart. Um, o- Okada Mari did O Maidens in Your Savage Season, oh. A Whisker Away, Makai When the Promised Valor Blooms. This is also the team that was behind um, Totodoro, the um, the girl. Toradora. 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 Um, Hanasako Iroha, which is about the sweet girl in the Hot Springs mm-hmm. um, series. That was really good. Uh, Lull in the Sea. Yep. Nagino um, Asakura. Anyway, that's also on Netflix. Everyone go watch that. Yeah. We'll do that sometime. Uh, Kiznaiva, mm-hmm. yeah, O Maidens. Really just solid writing. Yeah. Um, and that definitely comes through, especially in Anohana. And it's not that it sticks to any like particular genre, but they maintain that very, very consistent character development in everything that they do as well. Yeah. Love consistent character development. It's my jam. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what I want. All right. Well, uh, re- regale us with the tale of Anohana. Um. I will tell you the very base premise because I don't want to tell you too much, but Mm -hmm. this is kind of all you need to know going into Anohana. So Menma is a young girl that dies at the age of 10. After her death, all of her friends from the friend group, and that is the cast of characters that we have, all go their separate ways. The death in their friend group really tears them apart. Five years later, she returns as a ghost haunting one of the boys in the group. She basically says, I need, you need to fulfill my wish and then I can be put to rest. So he now needs to go and gather that friend group back um, despite how they've all changed and how they don't talk to each other anymore and they have all these conflicts between them so they can put Menma to rest. Mm. And it is a beautiful show about grief and loss and moving on. But also it's incredibly funny sometimes. It's yeah. joyful and it really shows off the the joy in living and the joy of togetherness and connectedness. And I think it is just a lovely show about grief and loss and also growing apart. That was one of my favorite things about it. And I actually got very emotional because I think we've all had uh, friends, family, whether you've lost them or whether you've just grown apart from other people, people grow apart over time. You change and people change and that's okay. And it was kind of almost a celebration of that's okay if people Mm. grow apart but if you would want to, you can extend that olive branch and you can bring people back together. And I just, it's a really lovely yeah. series. Now, I actually really love the way the story addresses trauma at a young age as Absolutely. well. It shows then the varying impacts it can have yeah, on different people. Yeah, because they're only people. 10 when she dies. Yeah, so, so. You know, whether it's retreating from the world, having anger issues, depression, Absolutely. or becoming, you know, a little bit strange. Uh, it handles it in a really mature manner. It doesn't kind of just go, oh, yeah, no, they're all fine or, or they all have the exact same thing. It shows a range yeah. of effects it can have. There's also this fascinating theme about um, like growing up, growing old, but also sort of embracing your childhood as part, yeah. of, like a, yeah. as part of a catharsis of remembering who you were yeah, and what you're becoming. Yeah, that nostalgic feel, which yeah. is always present in a lot of um, anime is that nostalgia factor and mm. remembering your childhood. But yeah, absolutely. I think mm. what you said, Kyle, as well, everyone shows grief differently. Mm. And this show really really brings into light how people process whether it's just completely block it out whereas it's become a hermit it's traveling the world it's finding other friends it's very different and i think that's really wonderful to have a show that talks so openly about that and i think i mean we just finished mental health week everyone happy mental health week uh watch this show and kind of have a little 
a moment, nice little mental health week for yourself. A nice short breakdown after. I mean, it all you, 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 you will you will cry, but it's a wholesome cry. It is. It's not, yeah. It's not like Angel Beats. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like it's a, a cry. Of yeah, like shows like Angel Beats, which we also probably could have done. Mm. Um, shows like Angel Beats, I feel like they're set up to inverted commas make you cry. Yeah. Like the whole purpose is to make people upset and things like Clannard as well, which yeah. I absolutely adore, particularly after story. It does have a lot of like sad moments in it, but Anohana kind of leaves you feeling, it leaves you feeling happy. Like sad things mm. happen, but they are resolved through the characters, you know, trying their best and mm. doing what they can to, to help themselves and such. And I think that makes it very wholesome. I had a wholesome cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, th- this is something that we, we've talked about um, on a few shows in the past couple of weeks, actually. The way it's been storyboarded and constructed, this is shot and presented like a film. Mm. They use a lot of filmic options for the language in it. And I keep wanting to say, you know, as I said, the way it's filmed. It's not, but it does a remarkable job of telling the story through the language of the film as opposed to just, you know, literally saying it. Actually, there was an observation I wanted to make on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think this is spoilerific because we know that the character is a ghost and does ghosty things. <laughs> but later on in the show, uh, she starts to interact with objects, mm. things that sort of have a particular significance to her, her diary, her notebook, stuff like that. And whenever they show that, they sort of... I mean, this is anime. You can make fire come out of a monkey's head and someone <laughs> fight God with a laser sword. Mm. But they choose not to show anything dramatically supernatural. They do instead extreme close-ups on the things she's holding. And you'll see like her fingers holding it or you'll see an interaction she's had with something. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the characters will interact as they're, oh, it's spooky, the yeah. thing is floating. It's yeah. almost like they were using the f- kind of the film techniques of, say, like, of a low-budget kind of student film. Mm. It's like, you know, look, I'm a ghost, this thing is floating, but you're not going to see it floating. But you could, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. and I wanted to, like, on that kind of jumping mm. off that, when I was first watching this, I was thinking that, and this, uh, if again, it might be a little bit of spoiler, so if you want to keep to yourself, this is just something I was thinking that the show was going to go in, in terms of direction. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually always going to be that Menmum wasn't there. Uh, that it was actually was a figment of, of his, his imagination. imagination. So sort of a um, that was Fight his way Club of Tyler Durden thing. Sure, maybe not Fight Club, but like <laughs> but that kind of idea, yes, yes. I am Jack's adorable <laughs> well, teenage but girl. But the idea that that actually was his grieving process and she wasn't there all mm. along. And when people are trying to help him through it, 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 she actually, in the end, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. And I thought that's where it was going, but then it did actually become supernatural, which there was also good. Are, there are definitely a few moments where it reinforces that, where yep. you're like, mm. okay, it's done, and then it's not, and yeah. she's there, and you're like, is he is he holding on to her mentally, or yeah. is she hanging mm. on for him, or... Well, that's a big part of it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what is... And I think that's something that all of the ghost stories that we've I- even mentioned, yeah. whether it's another with its slasherific bits, whether it's the kind of etchy romance of Dust Maiden or um, Natsuki Rendezvous, they're all... And this as well. They're all about what is that person holding on to that they mm. can't move on for. And this entire show is about... What does Menma wish for? She doesn't know. She can't remember why she can't move on. Mm. And neither can any of the friends that have to work together. And what's holding that person to this world? Why can't they move on? And I think that's 
it's it's really well done. Um, I want to talk about the music briefly because oh, yeah. it's incredibly well used in the series. It doesn't overpower. There's a lot of music used lightly in the background. It just kind of hits the nail on the head for the feel. But the opening and closing, so the OP is a song called Blue Bookmark by Galileo Galilei. Yep, that is the name of the band. <laughs> um, the whole, like, both the animation and the way they've tied the music together are beautifully produced. Like, mm. wow. Um, the lyrics are also really touching and relevant to the mm. series. And this is a song that wasn't written for the series. This was an existing song. Just well picked. Um, the, the final line that you hear is, I'm holding, I'm hoping we'll be able to meet again. There must be something wrong with me. And it's just like, oh, you're killing me, man. You're killing yeah, me. Yeah, it's after you watch the final episode and then hear the OP again, you kind of cry a yeah. little. It's very emotional. Um, cry the, a lot. The, yeah, end, the, cry, endings, cry a the ending's pretty haunting as well because that's actually a cover and that's been sung by the female voice cast of the show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's really so cool. the original was released in 2001. Um, the song's called Secret Bass, which they have in the anime, Secret <laughs> Bass, by a band called Zone. They were an all-female rock band that were originally idols, and then Cute. they became... So the genre they became known for is rock dolls. Um, yep, and the song is actually their biggest hit. It did really well in Japan, um, and they've obviously done this cover 10 years after the fact. Um, and made it a bit more haunting, a bit more spooky. They've mm. resurrected it from the dead <laughs> with Secret a wild Luigi board <laughs> <laughs> through oh the God. mountain. Um, and then there is also the film. Now we were discussing this, you and I, Loz, mm. about whether or not I should watch the film. And I haven't seen the film. And I haven't either. Have has anyone else seen the film? I went looking no. for it and found that there is a live action version. There yeah, is a live action. There's live version. action. There's um, the film we were actually ended up talking about. Is mm. there is a basically a recap film, which is something. No. They do it's, a lot of Japan actually, and there's also yeah. a sequel film. So there's a recap a film and a sequel film. Yeah. Now the sequel film is called um, where have I put it on my notes? Um, Menma e no Tegami, a letter to Menma. Mm. So the survive so the, the group of kids called themselves the Super Peace Busters. It's also actually the name of the team of individuals who make the show. Um, so they the surviving cast member agree to each write a letter to Menma and meet at the secret base to send those letters a year after the anime ends. Now memory memories of the traumas and good times they went through. Some are taken from the anime as a little bit of a recap, but a lot of them are new or expanded stories with new animation and, you know, yeah, further dialogue. I really, which was really missed. want to watch it. I didn't realize it existed. I gotta mm. tell you I kind of don't want to watch it. I oh. also respect that because yeah. it, because it is so perfectly finished. Mm -hmm. Like you're like I'm satisfied with this ending, and I'm actually chill with not yeah, knowing what happens next. Yeah, there was some. Um, there was another one a couple of years ago. Uh, Astra Lost in Space. Yeah, sci-fi. Uh, it's basically Among Us, the anime. It, that's how it's being <laughs> named these days. Yeah. But um, the whole thing of it was that it was this wonderful story that had a beginning and an ending. It was wrapped up nicely. It was like, you know, pulling a book off the shelf having a read, putting it back on the shelf. Mm. I feel like adding more to it well, would yeah. almost cheapen it. So, well, the, the, way, uh, the way Astra ends is after, without being spoilerific, there's a, a Harry Potter-esque ending 10 years on sort of mm. thing yeah. at the end of it. Um, so would you say this movie would be kind of along... It's a similar thing, yeah. yeah um, I might check it. only a year later. But the thing is, is that one... The, this, the situation with Astro Lost in Space is you do want to know what's happened after it because yeah. it's a case of, you know, they get to a certain point and that's a big climax of the story and then if they... You either have the choice of to show the immediate result of that or you can jump ahead to expand mm. on where they've been. And that's, Again, that the Harry Potter well. ending as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, whereas I think with Anohana, because of the way it's been to end, you don't need to watch the film, 
but if you want more, it's there. I think it's like yeah. it's a good option. You know it'll be done in good faith and it won't spoil the original content. I can respect that. Yeah, it's like uh, if you want to spend some more time with the characters, here you go. You may have this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that something that's really nice about the ending of this series is you know that everyone's going to be okay. Yeah. You're like mm-hmm. they've all grown through this together and they've all grieved in their own way and they've all kind of come to yeah. where they need to be and they're going to be okay whatever comes up against them they'll they'll deal with it together and that's really nice yeah well look um anna hannah is on netflix i believe worldwide at the moment yes, watch the dub the, I watched the, the dub. dub's I actually really impressed. exceptionally good um, oh yeah the sub and dub they're both incredible i love mm-hmm. them the reason why i'd say watch the dub friends is uh the localization's really good because i yeah. went and watched uh, the episode, first episode in dub and in sub and the way that they just uh, localize the slang and stuff like that for English mm. is really, really good. So, yeah. yeah, watch the dub if you can. I uh, hit it up on Crunchyroll. They have the dub as well. There and yes, perfect. Yeah, beautiful. Um, right, we'll be right back after this because we're going to go a little bit shamanistic. Kawaii Fi Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back catalog. Alrighty, so let... Oh, Kenny, you did make a good point. We forgot to talk about ghost stories. Oh, no. We'll talk about that in the outro because that's a bit wacky Um, (laughs) because it it needs to be heard to be believed. Um, Aaron. Yes. Not Kenny, Aaron. Aaron Kenny, (laughs) yes. What's the go with Shaman King? Shaman King. Okay, beautiful series. I was introduced to it a little late by one of my uh, primary school friends and... It's so good. It's very much one of those typical shonens where, like, you've got this kid who finds, like, he's grown up in a shaman family and, Mm. like, he's told that, you know, there's a shaman king tournament. It's going to be your generation, so you're going to have to represent our family in it. And it's your job to become the shaman king and the shaman king can save the world. Getting Dragon Ball vibes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of questions in that, yes, but, like, it paces out really well. There's a lot of characters and you see them all grow really well. Mm-hmm. Um, each character's got their own goal as the Shaman King. Like um, Rio, who's one of the first like sort of antagonists you meet who becomes a friend very quickly. Sort of like the Vegeta treatment. Oh, yeah. Um, his thing is he wants his sacred hang for his gang, which is a place for just them where they can just sort of Aww. have their space. That doesn't seem like a reason to become king. Yeah, but he can't find anywhere else. His gang's called, like, the Outcast or something, and they get kicked out of everywhere else. So they're like, <laughs> I'm sure I you want... don't need to become king <laughs> so for that. So becoming king of the land and having your own castle. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be an epic hang. He's also got, like, a pompadour that's, like, half a mile long. So oh, great wicked. character. <laughs> All right. So wait, when you say shaman, so that's generally, like, a... Because I have no idea about this series at all i've seen it in passing i know nothing about it so shaman generally being like a mystic like a medium who can kind of converse with spirits okay so so i i have got the plot here if that helps oh go for it a battle is about to be in tokyo the shaman fight a tournament held every 500 years where shaman those who can command spirits confront each other in combat the victor of the contest becomes the shaman king and only one who is able to contact and control the great spirit allowing them to reshape the world as they please through its immense power. 
And during a late-night walk, Manta Oyamada runs into his classmate, the carefree Yu Asakura, who invites him to come stargazing with some friends, who, to Manta's horror, turns out to be ghosts from a local cemetery. Yep. Cute. Yep. Oh, okay, then. So, however, the knowledge that Manta possesses, a rare sixth sense that allows him to see those spirits, endears the boy to you. So when Yu finds out that his new comrade has been beaten up by a local gang, he decides to avenge him with the help of the Amadamara, a samurai ghost whose tomb was broken by the gang leader. Yes. Nice. Amidamara is beautiful. Okay. Um, All right. Cool. Okay, so questions. Just questions before I get into anything. <laughs> Here's yeah. the thing, though. Uh, the whole, the, there's, they're holding a tournament which allows you to command a great spirit to reshape the world as you wish. Yes. I feel like I've seen that like eight times this year. Do, do you mean God of High School? I mean God of <laughs> High School. I mean Tower of God. I mean Shaman God. Yes, yeah. <laughs> except... It, it's a very classic shonen in that. This yeah. is 2001 when this, this came old. out. Oh, yes. And the manga's like 98. Yes. Yep. Wow. It's okay. like classic, classic. Is this like the predecessor to all of those? Or? Basically. It's in that period, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm going to reveal myself to a lot of people here. So Shaman King's plot is when you become... So you, you win the tournament, you become the king, and you can do whatever you want. That's the exact plot of Queen's Blade. Just <laughs> as a, it, it, it's not just exactly that. Just it's by the way. Just, you know, kiddies just do not by Google the way. that. No, don't. But, you know, just saying. Um, so with Shaman King, um, you get to go to this other realm and meet the spirit king, who's the king of all the spirits. A lot of kings. And you through his dragon. power, you get your one wish granted. Okay. Okay, thanks, Shenron. Yeah. Um, so that's basically the big overall, like, that's the goal that everybody's trying to accomplish. Win the tournament, get a get a wish. It's God of High School, but re-original. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, I'm following. I think I want you to sort of explain the sort of the battle mechanics. So they contact these spirits and uh, they can form weapons of them? or No. Um, so what happens is each person's got, like, their spirit partner. Is you and it's oh, very hard to okay. find your spirit partner, per se. All right. But once you've found them... Um, you can then turn them into their spirit form, which is like this little cute ball with their face on it. And depending on your level of shamanism, you can do different things. Like the base level is you merge your spirit with theirs and it's sort of like this Yu-Gi-Oh thing where you get their abilities and like some of their personality and your spirits sort of communicate and you get to fight better, essentially. Mm. Okay. And then the next level is when you infuse them into like a weapon or a medium of some sort. And then they combine to like a spirit weapon. Okay. And the cool. third form. Oh my god. <laughs> this is isn't even this final form. <laughs> is when you infuse them into a weapon, and then you can infuse them into another object as well to combine into a greater weapon. So kind of like Soul Eater, but a little like Bleach, but also kind of just like kind of yeah. doing its own little thing. I'm kind of into it. Mm-hmm. And then level four. No, no, no we'll no, leave it there. No, no, um, <laughs> at level four, it turns. Golden. And this is what it's like to go beyond. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, it, it basically like Yo's a really laid back kid and is chill and he's he, just a normal high school student. No, he's not. He's okay, far from good, it. Good. Until his <laughs> club's about to be shut down. <laughs> the shaman club. <laughs> no. The, uh, the way you said that just reminded me of all the Mickey takes they have of um, anything um, that Adam Sandland is in and uh, what's the other guy. Um, such as such as Dirkity Dirk. Uh, Rap Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> Schneider is a high school shaman, but it's all the world's about to change when his club gets shut down. <laughs> Rap Schneider is the shaman king. <laughs> Poor Aaron. <laughs> we're like destroying his thing in front. I'm Please, sorry. sorry, Aaron. We're listening. Yeah. We're very like, intrigued. The creator of it, Hiroyuki Takei, he wanted to do something unique, and he noticed that shamanism wasn't in any anime. This is true. Yeah. So he I've was heard like that name. 
Where have I heard that name? Yeah, what else has he done? He's got a very That's familiar a art question. style. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, um, he's the king of the shaman. While, while, yeah, while we bring this up, um, <laughs> so this was that adapted from a manga. The studio is um, XEBEC, Exebic. Um, I don't know if that's how it's meant to be said or if it's meant to be I think with it's the, meant to be the Chinese as, CH. I think it's meant to be said as UFO table. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got no. Um, it ran for 64 episodes um, from July 2001. And part of the reason we're talking about it is that it's re- getting rebooted next year. Yes, it is. Um, because they, it suffered, as we said, from the typical we've run out of manga situation. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the manga kept going after the anime ended. And the anime ending, while, yeah, it looks okay. Yeah. The manga ending was a lot better and a lot bigger. So the manga is are. finished? The manga is oh, finished. Oh, that's so good well, to hear. Well, the main manga is. <laughs> and then there's been like spin-offs. So we're getting a, a Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment. Yes. Basically. Sick. Yeah. Um, Boruto Shaman. Yeah. Please. Boruto Shaman. No, let's not. No, um, no, 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 no. But yeah, you were saying uh, the creators just found there was no shamanism in anime. They found there was no shamanism and so they want to sort of branch out into that and bring something new into anime and like it's quite a niche it is mm-hmm. a very specific niche and it's beautiful how well he's done it mm. um the ending of the anime is basically they've going yeah we defeated the big baddie oh the tournaments had to end because he used the spirit king's power and then oh, the whole spoilers the, the whole plot is like there's the destiny star and then the destruction what? star is its twin that follows after whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So this all like comets. I don't want these spoilers. They're not spoilers because it's how the tournament starts. I f- okay. Yeah, this is like, this is the prophecy. This is why we do what we must do. The ending's the uncanning. The, the ending of the anime is the un- uncanon ending. Okay. And basically, it's like, oh, the shaman tournaments had to stop. And then like, stars go by again. And it's like, oh, I guess the t- tournament's back on. And then it ends. Oh. oh. Really? Yes. And that is the worst. And so, like, a lot of people, when they first announced, like, the 2021 animes coming out, they're like, is it a continuation or is it a whole new retelling? It's a whole new retelling Mm. that's more, like, faithful to the manga. Mm. And what, like, one of the beautiful things about it is the creator of it, he was asked to redo it back in 2015. And he's like, not unless I can get the original voice cast back. Oh, that's cute. It's really really loyal. And so, like, a couple years back, in another interview with another company, he's like, yeah, I managed to get the original voice actors back for this. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly beautiful to me because it means yeah. he appreciated the original voice actors enough that he's like, yes, you are this character. Aww. And he's really, like, he loves his series a lot and he wants it to be treated well. He's really passionate like the about it. Basket I was going to say, like, the Fruits yeah. Basket reboot. Yeah. He it, doesn't it, want it to be screwed up. honestly so wholesome. And, like, mm-hmm. it's a good shonen and it's, like, 66 episodes or 64 episodes, I believe. Hmm wide diverse of characters like there's lots of everybody's got their own goal and it's very clear to see from the beginning and everybody's pushing towards that and it's just beautiful how they all come together there's evolution through the characters there's evolution through the spirits you get to see how some of them mate and like Mm. how they interact with each other cool because they're sort of like you know how in jojo they've got the stance and the stance Mm -hmm. just sort of there with no personality apart from like echoes (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the ghosts all have their own personalities and they're all invested in this as well as the shamans do they have that like ghost kind of yokai thing where they talk about their past lives at all yes so in that sense oh that's kind of mm. cool um like amita maru does and toga togeko and like they're, they're all there and like some of the spirits obviously can't communicate because they're not human enough 
because yeah. there are the animal spirits. Like it delves into ah, um, cool. different regions versions of shamanism as well. Ah, that's kind of so. Cool, like yeah. there's a guy who has like an elemental spirit who's like. You know that little Japanese sprite with the leaf over its head? Yep. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, he's got one of those. Aww. And then there's an African shaman with a jaguar as his spirit. Oh, that's cool. So I love like, when different cultures come into things as well. It always mm-hmm. makes me sad when it's just like... American or just Japanese. Just kind of white, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah Whereas right. he's definitely Let's done his diversify. research into different ones and like different um, spirits imbue them with different spa- powers based on different things based on their cultures. Like there's Native American ones who helped running the tournament. That's awesome. And, like, he's got a buffalo, he's got a hawk, he's got a snake, he's got a turtle. Awesome. And they all imbue him with he's different... He's cheating. He has too many. <laughs> That's really cool. I'm really, catch them all. I'm really yeah. excited to watch this. Like, uh, you you came and you said, hey, I really want to do this for ghosts. And we're all like, I mean, okay. But um, that sounds really awesome. I love a good shonen that's got a very diverse cast with a really interesting like either battle or like magic system or something mm. like that and that sounds super interesting and i love that it's getting a reboot because it's gonna be all shiny and new oh it's also more faithful to the manga style we love we love to see it mm-hmm. i love the art style as well i've just been googling it and it's really that kind of uh late 90s early noughties like sharp angles it really which yeah. is it like, is the art style is very unique i like it a yeah lot. It, it feels kind of like Kind of like a Digimon, Pokemon kind of in terms of how yeah. the characters look, but it's it's obviously a lot more mature with your little like Yu Hakusho kind of Dragon Ball Z yeah. kind of sharp angled. It was very cool. Well, I'm into it. Like that sort of stuff is my niche. You may have noticed because like I'm all Pokemon and Digimon. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, but I like oh, really? the idea that it feels. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Oh, surprise! Like this feels like it has a lot more depth to it. It does, which like, is which is good to see. It, th- it could have been really shallow, but the amount of just like everything the creators put into this like i really recommend it if you want a ghost yeah. anime that mm-hmm. lasts a fair while see that's the thing it's like the stuff you've mentioned about it, it makes it sound like it is just like every uh, kind of uh shonen trope in one but at the same time it sounds like it's been done with actual passion and interest in a subject so mm. it sounds worth the time and the watch so definitely I'm april next year guys it. let's do it all right well we do have to leave that section there on shaman king because we do have to double back and talk about something that is hilarious very quickly Wi-Fi radio i think i watched that as a kid oh yeah i remember that back catalog now I, I don't know how many of us watched this as a kid I don't, um, I don't think a lot of us did <laughs> Look, so let's th- talk ghost stories this is in fact a story of an anime which died and was <laughs> resurrected Ooh. he's not oh actually God, lying so and that's i am not so thing. true so we take a journey back to mid 1980s there's a man Toritsumitsu, he's a school teacher and he likes to collect ghost stories around his school. This is like, this is an actual story of a man who basically creates the Japanese Goosebumps books. There's like 11 of these volumes, all of them is like a diff, all of them are a different uh, ghost story. It actually sounds like this is like what uh, gave rise to those whole seven mysteries of the high school thing. Yeah. R.L. Steinson? Steinson. So, um, of course, uh, with something that successful, it got a few TV shows, a couple of movies, a video game, much oh like Goosebumps, mm. also movies much like Goosebumps, and so, of course, they had to create an anime. Now, this anime had some pretty 
big names behind it. It was done by our uh, studio Piero at yep. the time. Yep. They did Great Teacher, Onizuka, Yu Yu Hakusho. Later on, Bleach and Tokyo Ghoul. Also, oh, all the ghost anime. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh this, man, yeah. This was sort of like a big thing. It's Bleach a ghost anime? We'll Ble- save Ble- that for later. <laughs> Bleach is technically a yokai anime. Okay. okay. All right. So. The voice actors for it as well, like they feature on Bleach and Tokyo Ghoul, and they got Frieza to voice the talking cat. <gasps> so they've got a lot of good cat. people behind this they original Japanese series. This, this original Japanese series has these great people behind it. So why didn't it succeed, Kenny? Because it was boring. Yep. <laughs> For Oof. some reason, it was just... Wasn't interesting. Where did it go wrong? You couldn't really tell, except that it was just supremely dull written. So to minimum fanfare, they kind of just finished it up quickly, threw it on a shelf and tried to forget it ever existed. And until, then, yeah. Until. Unless. ADV. Until, no, until the year 2000, when every single Western company was buying up every intellectual property they could out of Japan because uh, Sailor Moon and uh, Dragon Ball Z, everything from Toonami, I think we covered this whole in a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah. Like the big boom of anime mm-hmm. in the Western world because. Got super popular super quickly. Started subculture and then entered the mainstream and was unstoppable from then. So. ADV bought this and a bunch of others. I think they also got, uh, where is it? Uh, they bought um, they, Kino's Journey. Yeah, they had Neon Ooh. Genesis beforehand as well. Mm. They got that in 98 or 97. Uh, Detective Loki. A f- like yeah, a that, few there's quite ones. a lot. So they got a lot of stuff, but they also got this kind of See, pile of... Here's the thing. Yeah. Generally what happens is uh, when a company buys redistribution rights and contracts to an intellectual property... There's a document of stipulations that come with it. Basically, the guideline, the things that you are allowed to change, are not allowed to change, the, basically what you're supposed to do with this anime. It's the IKEA instruction book for the <laughs> anime that you've bought. It's mm. a really good way to describe No it. words, just pictures, and you have to guess. <laughs> yeah. um, not so well, much. No, but yes, it's, it, it's the instruction booklet. It's, l- if, you are, if you are taking this series and you're going to dub it, you need to do these things, you need to have this kind of tone and such like that as well. I, I would love to see an IKEA-style legal document. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, but for ghost stories... There really wasn't one of those documents. They just forgot to include that one. They gave you the uh, tra- they gave uh, ADV the translated script, and said, "Cut loose." Go for it. Boy, boy did they! Loose. Boy did they go for it. Enter oh. Stephen Foster. This guy has a pretty decent filmography, a pretty like expansive mm. career. Uh, he was ADR director for Grave of the Fireflies. He was wow. the dub director for Voices of a Distant Star. He was oh, a writer so for sad. the English adaptation of Clanad. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yep. he has some, He knows what he's doing. He's got some great pedigree in this industry. He is also known to uh, fosterize things. That's sort of like the term of endearment or notoriety, depending on who you ask. He will uh, edit scripts to be more acclimatized. He'll well, pump like, up like, their kicks. Okay, uh, well, I was going to say like localized, no. but yeah. No, no. It's that, we're not fostering uh, the people. It's that, um, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Like when you localize something and kind of add in, um, like what I was saying with Anohana, like the way that they did the dub is they made sure that it actually sounded like teens talking to each other in exactly, English. Exactly, exactly. But, but the, the, you know, the, there's a question of whether it's, you know, done well in Anohana or whether it's done like four kids and look at this giant donut. Jelly donut. Jelly donut. Yes. Jelly so, like, donut. Pokemon exactly. and Yu-Gi-Oh uh, dubs are not well And uh, no. he copped some flack from uh, a lot of purists in the anime industry for doing it for a few properties like um, 
Le Chevalier Dion. That was oh, an interesting yeah. one. Um, mm. It's a beautiful show. He did it for mm. a few. But so he had some creative chops and then they gave him this, ghost stories. Here you go, sir. Have fun with this one. Okay. And said, do whatever the hell you want with it. Have fun. So he did. He grabbed like all of these great voice actors and... There are compilations of some of this insanity on the internet. And um, I originally thought... These were like it a sounds bridge like an abridged series. series. Yeah, it, it sounds like Yu-Gi-Oh. Bridge, everything about it is written like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Bridge, like Sword Art Bridge, like Dragon Ball Bridge. I feel like this was kind of what came before all this of them. This was the original abridged series because someone's just taken the show and been like, "This is the idea of it. Let's just make it comedy." But and it's so good. It's so funny. It's the official dub as well. It's you go and buy good. the like English DVDs. And I have. I've bought the box set after watching oh, some geez. of those. <laughs> and, oh my God, the most un-PC things that these people will say. Yeah, it's they not, turned this like standard little <laughs> adventure anime, this little pseudo-horror, into full-blown balls-of-the-wall comedy. It's yeah. excellent. wonderful. It's amazing. They gave it the Takeshi's Castle treatment. They did. Essentially, yes. They did, yeah. Uh, it's sort of in the same like thing as Takeshi's Castle, mm. Riff Tracks, Mystery Science Theatre. And uh, so what he would do is instead of uh, printing off like um, his variation of the script, giving it to the actors in the uh, voice booth, he had a screen where he was directly writing the script to them. And so they would read it and then they'd start riffing off each other as well. (laughs) Oh, wow. Gave to the sort of the rise that people thought the whole thing was ad-libbed. About half of it, I It feels like, uh, just go on YouTube and just watch. It's so interesting. Now, as far as people's reaction to it, People on the internet got angry. Um, of course they the did. Not the internet people. Isn't that what they do? They've yeah. never done that before. A l- same thing again. A lot of purists like say, yeah. how dare you change this property? I'm sure the Japanese are offended. No, the Japanese thought it was so bloody funny. They love there bad were, comedy. There were some lower deck rumours of a second season being born from this dead anime. That's incredible. Not only that, there is actually subtitles available in for Japan the for the dub. For the dub. I was going to say, like, dub. it sounds like they'd probably go back and redub it with yeah. the like, English oh, like, that's so text. That's so funny. That's the thing. There is very minimal editing to the actual animation. As far as we can tell, the only thing that has been changed is the voice. There was actually a movie like this, an Australian movie called The Adventures of Hercules, uh, which followed like a similar story. Uh, They were showing Hercules in a cinema until the people who ran the cinema discovered, it's all in French. Quick, get some microphones. (laughs) Just talk over the top of it. And it was great. Say whatever you want. See, here's the thing. People absolutely loved it. Sometimes more than the original, but a lot of times this was like what got uh, your more... Um, it's a cult classic. This was it's what got, got your followers. standard viewer into anime. Mm. In those, like this was in uh, like year two thousand and five. Yeah. I think this was like released, and a lot of people were, like who saw this thought, oh, "I wish more anime was like this." I'm going to watch more anime. Mm-hmm. No, that's a very good point. So that that is the storied tales that we have of ghost stories. Go watch um, ghost stories. Go watch it. It's, it's funny. Watch it after Anohana when you need a bit of kind of yeah, something a bit more. It's ridiculous, uplifting. and like there are some choice lines in it, such as, "Oh, you see, the internet was a gift from Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, take one of the uh, straight uh, straight girl characters in it, who's just this sort of like very very like prim and proper kind of normal girl. And they turn her into a religious fanatic who injects Jesus into everything. Into everything. Um, um, that they, they have people um, 
put in awkward situations. The teachers' context, they decide that t- the two of the teachers are actually seeing each other behind everyone's backs. Having like a it's colossal so affair that is obvious to everyone. How mm. much you can change a show just by changing what people say. Like they're mm. not changing any of the animation or even really working with the lip flaps that much. They're just kind of <laughs> going at it. And occasionally they'll oh, tap on the f- like full floor a bit. They're okay. Like, one of my favourite lines is the guy going, oh my god, these are the fastest lift lives I've ever had to do. <laughs> yeah, break the Stop fourth wall. The um, now, I will put a little, like, uh, 2020 um, footnote, and that is there are some, I would say, kind of a little insensitive jokes yeah. just from when, I mean, not that it makes it okay, but it is old now. It's, like, 15 years old now. So yeah. just, like, do keep that in mind. It's not great, but also, like they are still, it is still very funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like if you come across something, you're like, oh, that's not, that's not cricket. And you're like, guys, you said this was great. Be like, look, I just want to put, there may be one or two like not cool yeah. jokes oh, anymore. Well, it's a bunch <laughs> yeah, of it's stuff. I this. mean, it's like 15 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- this was kind of during that peak period where people were being, you know, I'm unapologetic in what I see. Like, I'm okay. so edgy. I don't know. Uh, as far as Steve Foster goes and the actors, oh, I, mean, I think this Don't get me wrong. He, he's, he's a great, great writer. I don't think this was hi- about him being edgy. I think it was about them doing jokes which would make people go ooh yeah yeah whereas now we're kind of be like okay maybe not but like most of it will still be yeah. hilarious I think, it, I think it's important to laugh at some of the jokes like that though it is and it's sort also of like the power out of the uh, negative yeah aspect. yeah it's it's more like i just want to recognize like just by the way we like 15 mm. years is a long time it but yes yeah. Anyway, but yes, Ghost Stories, yes. amazing. It's a relic. Check, it, check it out. It's definitely worth finding. I'm, I can't. I don't think it's on any of the major streaming platforms nah. at the moment. But there is so <laughs> much of it on YouTube. You, I, um, I don't want to be like, hey, watch it on YouTube because obviously you don't make any money from that. Yeah. But it's really hard to I, find. Yeah, I don't think you can actually find full episodes on YouTube. But you can find plenty of really like either. clips and compilations. Some of them have millions of views as yeah. well. Like people go crazy for this. It's mm. great. Alrighty. Well, we need to wrap up there. We'll be right back in a moment. Well, that is where we need to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Next episode, it's time for some candy. Yeah, we've found our next episode landing just after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we will be talking about anime which give you the sugar rush. Yes. And there's more than just Dagashi Kashi, as it turns out. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get alerts off our future episodes. And if you'd like to join the Kawaii community, don't forget to head over to our Facebook. We now have an Instagram and now a Twitter for all the breaking anime news and memes and videos. videos and, and, and anything else we look, decide to put things up. things we find interesting. There, there might be cat pictures. <laughs> There's probably cat pictures. There's going to be cat Mostly pictures. cat pictures. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm dying inside, but it's all right, people. I'm still here. Um... Now Yo. we. Oh, your um, turn to be the dead. One. Yes, I, I'm. I'm dying now. Ken, <laughs> Kenny's had his chance. Um, Aaron, do you want to die next episode? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, we At will last. be back in two weeks' time. Uh, as you've probably picked up, we are now releasing on Mondays instead. Um, because half of us are now working on the weekends, so it makes it a bit difficult to release them. We're growing up and being responsible adults and stuff. Is this Anohana? Are we growing up? No, oh, no. no. I'm not growing up. No. Turns out I'm up. a ghost. You yeah. guys have to grow up my. Wish. Oh, anyway, no. I want a cheeseburger. Okay, we can do that. You've yes. been listening to Quiet by Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, watch, watch some anime. anime.